This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. Revelations chapter 7, verse 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. New International Version, it says, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. See, it takes you to understand that all that there is is, to, is about God and, and, and worshiping Him, understanding that the wisdom and power and might belongs to Him forever and ever. You know, in, in verse 9, John, he said he looked and there before him was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation. So a great multitude that no one could count from every nation. Tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Said they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cry out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God. So salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. King James Version. Oh, lovely. Verse 12 again. Thank you. Amen. Blessing and honor and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. You know, I, I, I wish that you wake up in the morning and all your prayer will be, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And I wish you go to bed with the same song in your lips saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom. And thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And I wish you go out in the morning singing the same song. Amen and amen. Blessing and wisdom and glory and honor and thanksgiving and might and power be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. You see, it's not difficult. It is not difficult. It is to reprogram your mind to give glory to God. Just reprogramming your spirit to, to, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 4, it's a one thing have I desired of you, Lord, and that one thing will I seek after. Two, 
that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire, to ask questions, to seek even, you even more in your holy place, in your dwelling place. You know, I wish to God when your heart skips for no reason, all you can tell yourself is amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and honor and power. Be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. You see, when you start to say that, all the elements of that scripture will, will start to become real for you. Because if you ever need blessing, if you ever need wisdom, it's in his name. There's nothing that, 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 that escapes his power. He owns the universe. And if only you can understand to give that back to him. Because in the giving to him, you empower yourself even more. So blessing and glory and wisdom and honor and power be unto our God forever and ever. Say amen again. Amen. I wish that you wake up every day, that you go to bed every day, that you drive every day with this prayer on your lips. That at some point, you know, in your day, during the weekend, you, you, you put it on Facebook. You know, you put it on Twitter, wherever. You, you, you shout it out to the world. That to God be the glory. To him be the glory. They say, what is wrong with you? He said, yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. You might not be feeling it, but I, I'd rather you start from somewhere. Start with a verse. Start with a psalm. Start with spiritual song. Start with something in your heart. Start with melody in your heart unto the Lord. Are, are you still here? With melody in your heart unto the Lord. You might not know the tone of the song. But put your own tune on it. You know, put your own melody on it. Say amen, blessing and glory. Make it a song, your own song. That every day what comes out of your lips is wisdom and power and might and honor and blessing to your God. My God, our God forever and ever. Amen. And then let it flow through your house. Let your clothes hear it. Let your bathroom be filled with it. Let your room be filled with the incense of your worship of God. You see, it does not have to be in the presence of others. But right there within yourself, within your own corner, start giving him glory because he's worth it. He's worth it. Let's say it one more time. Amen. Amen. Praise and glory. And wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. You see, the thing is, you better get used to it. Because that's a song that the angels sing. You hear it, you be tired. But you see, every time you say that, there's a change in the atmosphere. Every time you say that, there's a new reflection of God's glory. Every time you say that, there is a new understanding, a new awareness of his glory and power and strength in your life. You see, at times you, you go, so what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Why is it that every time, every time the elders fall to the ground and worship, every time, if you study that scripture from the beginning, you re realize that there the, the, um 21 elders around the throne. 21 elders around the throne. He said, day and night, they fall on their face. 
saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of your glory. Quite interesting. And then, when they get tired of that and they raise their head up again, you know, just when they are getting used to the idea of, you know, we've just worshipped him. You know, he is just amazing. He's holy. And they raise their head up again to look at the throne. They see a different reflection of God's glory. And they can't stand it anymore. And they fall back on their feet. Or rather on their face. And say unto him again, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You see, that was the same holiness that Isaiah experienced. You know, and he looked at himself as nice and as cute as, as he was. He, he cursed himself. He said, woe is me because I'm a man of unclean lips. Yet, he was one who obeyed. He was one who God is calling. Because back then, God wouldn't call you if you weren't in obedience. God wouldn't call you if you were not, you know, uh, following the law, so to speak. God wouldn't call you. But God called him because this guy was okay. But yet, in the presence of God Almighty, he felt completely, completely unworthy to stand before the holiness and the presence of God. And in chapter 6, he said, Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips. See, the, the presence of God exposes uh, the little things in your heart. It exposes it, and that's quite interesting. There are times it does not actually point to it, but, but, but you, you start to reflect on the things that, that aren't right in your life because of God's presence. And all he needs you to do is to experience, experience his presence. Isaiah 6, experience his presence. Experience it a little bit. Experience it. Are you still here? Experience his presence. Experience his presence. Chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And that's Uzziah talking. He said, I saw the Lord. And, oh God, thank you. We've talked about this, you know, in our previous message. Uh, I think about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, I know you won't remember. It's okay. It's past 72 hours. You see, I saw the Lord. Not just only seeing him, he said, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphims, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another. They were calling to one another. Are you still here? They were calling to one another. Like Kate is calling to Gigi at the back. They were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. In other words, they were reminding each other. Never forget that the Lord is holy. He is holy. He is holy. The whole earth is full of his glory. He's holy. You know, at times it's important for us to remind ourselves of the holiness of God. And when you talk about the holiness of God, it's not about the ability or, or rather his capacity for us to run away from him because he's too holy and we are too impure. No, 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 no. He reminds us about his love, about how much he loves us, that regardless of how holy it is, he came looking for us. You know, at times it's just important for us to understand the holiness of God, the amazing, you know, amazing nature of God, the awesomeness of God, to be able to realize that regardless of how much he is, he sought out for me. 
So it's important to tell ourselves. He said these angels, or rather these seraphims, these creatures, uh, weird creatures. He said, but yet, they say unto one another. Interesting that he's not saying they say to the Lord. They are not directing it at God. But they are saying to one another. In other words, they are keeping themselves informed and reminded. He's holy. He's holy. The whole earth is full of his glory. In other words, on earth, just look down on earth and behold the glory of God. He chose us. He chose us. Regardless, he chose us. Mm. Uh-huh. Verse 4, it says, At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook. Oh, are you still here? What does that remind you of? In the book of Acts, after the people had threatened Peter and his, and his colleague, to say you cannot preach in the name of Jesus anymore. The Bible says that Peter and his colleague went to the other apostles and they all gathered together and prayed. He said, after they had prayed, the house where they were praying shook. Are you still here? He said, the house shook. In other words, there is something about people coming together in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, and just reminding ourselves how Mighty, how great is our God. How about that song? How great is our God? It says, sing with me. It didn't say, tell him. It says, sing with me. How great is our God? So that all the earth will know how great our God is. He's great. He's great. He said, at the sound of their voices, verse 4. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Not fake smoke, guys. Not the ones that we put on. It said it was filled with smoke. And at times, that's how people back then used to experience the presence of God Almighty. That right out of nowhere, there is a gush of smoke and you're wondering what's going on and right in that smoke the presence of God is strongly felt even Solomon you know after he had dedicated the temple he said the house was filled with smoke go to second chronicles not right now he said but the house was filled with smoke so much so that the priests who would usually stand and worship could not worship could not minister could not minister. His presence was so strong. You see, I'm saying this to you so that you can be the carriers of his presence. And one way to be the carriers of his presence is just by giving him glory that he's due of. Amen. You know, give your friend a call. Give your sister a call. Give your brother a call. Send a text message and just say, Amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, honor, Power and strength belongs to God. In other words, regardless of what you're going through, He is bigger than it all and will get you out of it. It's true. And, and the more you start to communicate that way, hey, He said the earth shook, the room shook, the threshold, uh, the threshold shook, the doorpost shook. What does that mean? 
anything that stops you from going in, moving through the door of your progress or success will shake as a result of your worshiping God. It shakes. It shakes. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. At the sound of their voices. At the sound of their voices. See, at times, you just allow the Lord to take over. But you start it. You start it. There's an old song that says, it only takes a spark to get the fire going. And soon all those around will warm up in his glory. Takes a spark. And you can start the spark by just saying to your neighbor, Amen. Amen. Blessing and glory and honor and power and wisdom and might belongs to our God forever and ever. Amen. So you might be crying right now. You might be going through difficult circumstances, but don't forget one thing. Amen and amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and honor and power and strength belongs to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Learn to say to each other. Learn to say to each other. Right there, things will start to shake. The doorposts of your hold backs, the doorposts and the threshold of anything that held you back will start to give way. You see, and the temple was filled with smoke. That's quite interesting. Verse 5. Woe to me, I cried, and that's Isaiah. You see, God didn't have to say, hey, Isaiah, how terrible you are, you know, how dirty your life looks. No, right in the presence of God is an x-ray looking through your heart. And it does not even have to say anything. You see your own self. Are you still here? You see your own self. You know, how, how much technology has developed that, you know, back in those days, um, 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you know, no one will know what you're having. You don't even know the condition of the baby in your tummy. But, but today, through what do you call it? Ultrasound. You can, feel, you can hear the baby's heartbeat. Uh, you, you, you can see. You can even see a structure of the baby. You can even determine the sex of the baby through ultrasound. Your bone is broken. They put you before x-ray. You can see through how broken the bone is. Um, there are so many things you can see in the presence of technology. How much more in the presence of our God. Amen. See, the Bible says, it says darkness is like light to you. It's like light to you. It says, so whither shall I Go from your presence. If I hide in the darkness, it's the darkness is like light to you. If I go down to the grave, it said, there your hand will hold me. He said, if, if I run to the Father's place, it said, there you will still be with me. So, so I can't run away from you. In other words, right in his presence, you start to see through yourself. You start to see through you. You see, his presence is not to judge you. His presence is so that you feel comfortable here. But you yourself, you start to realize, oh, there's this thing I need to get rid of. How amazing is that? Do you know why here at church, 
we, we don't tell you how to behave and how not to behave. We don't tell you, well, this is Christian morals. All we tell you is teach you God's word. We teach you God's word. Because we know that his word is able to make you wise. And give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. We know that his word is able to build you up. We know. Because it's his word that builds you. It's not morality that builds you. Morality will only stand for a while until you decide to rebel. And when you rebel, morality does not keep you. Especially that society and social ideology has supported to some extent a higher level of immorality anyway. So we won't teach you morality. But we'd rather teach you God's word. Because God's word is an x-ray that shows you your real self. You see, and the more you expose yourself to God's word, the more by his spirit you start to identify the areas of your life that aren't matching up with his word. And before you know it, you start to get rid of them by yourself. Or you start to ask for help. Oh God, help me. And very quickly, the things that you used to feel comfortable with, you no longer are comfortable with them. You start to go, oh no, I, I don't think I need to be doing this anymore. It, it does not rhyme with my personality in Christ. Because you now know that you are a new creation. All things are passed away. Although I'm still attaching myself to all things, but they are passed away. That is no longer me. That used to be me, but that is no longer me. I'm dead in Christ and I'm alive as a new creation in him. I might still look at my old ways, but that ain't me anymore. I'm different now. And you know why that is? Because you are exposed to God's word. Because when you understand God's word for yourself, it starts to speak to you from the root of your spirit. But if you don't understand it, you only act the way they tell you to act. Very soon, you see a different light and you follow a different light. Are you still here? And that is why, because you've not seen the... the, Because you don't understand it so much, that is why you could still get carried away by friends. You could still get carried away by peer pressure. But, But the more you are exposed to God's word, you start to realize, I know, they're still my friends. I still love them, but I can't do what they do. You see, and, and gradually it gets to the point where you go, I still love them, but they are not willing to change. I, I think uh, we, we need to actually de- 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 determine where we belong. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd rather you see my way. I'd rather you look this way a little bit, give it a thought a little bit. But if you aren't willing to give it a thought, I'm probably not willing to continue with you. Uh, at some point... You need to separate the children from the grown-ups. Are you still here? You need to separate the boys from the men. At some point, you need to separate the girls from, hey, from the women, from the ladies, right? You might be posh, but you might still just be a girl, a child. Because you ain't growing up. You ain't growing up. You're thinking, you, you, oh my goodness, you still think that the, the, the tantrum that you used to throw at the age of three is still working at the age of 15. And that's when mom will tell you, I used to respond to that tantrum, but it no longer moves me. Are you still here? It no longer moves me. 
Because you ought to be grown up. And you're wondering, what has changed? This always had worked for me. But it's no longer working. Why? Because you are being exposed to God's word, which always calls out to your spirit, hey, seek me. David says, when your word says seek me, my heart said, your face, Lord, will I seek. At times, it needs to come from your heart, not from your head. Your head might never be able to wrap itself around God's word until your heart accepts it. Are you still here? It doesn't go from head into heart. It goes from heart to your head. Are you still here? It comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. Praise God. You see, he said, he said, woe to me, I cried. I'm ruined for I am a man of unclean lips. But did God tell him, your lips is unclean? No. But just by experiencing God's presence, he identified what wasn't right in him. So all you need to experience is God's presence. It's God's presence. And that is why I always tell people, say, so what that person is wearing, shouldn't be wearing to church. I say, it's not your problem. It's not your concern. He said, when this, when this person, he says, it's God, God's spirit. He, God's spirit will lead him. When God's spirit starts to speak from the inside of him or her, they will by themselves realize that what they're wearing ain't right. Oh, well, I'm not going to tell them, but I'll continue to model what could be done. What can be done. And the proper way possibly to be dressed. But you see, proper way to be dressed is subjective. It's an opinion. Are you still here? You know, some people go, used to say back then, they say, well, guys cannot dress in female clothes and females cannot dress in guys' clothes. And so, okay, then, thank you. Thank you so much. That's really informative. But what is female clothes? They say, well, female clothes are skirts. And guys' clothes, back then, right? Back then. And guys' clothes are pants. But even back then, the Scottish, the guys, they wear skirts. So when you go to Scotland, what would you say to them? If you go to Scotland and you were wearing pants as a guy, probably they would chase you down. And think about it today. If it is all guys who wear skirts, it means everyone in our population are guys. Because everyone, or rather, if it's only guys who wear pants, all right? Yeah, because almost everyone, actually in service right now, there's no lady who's wearing a skirt. Everyone is wearing a pant. When did you change to a guy? <laughs> it's, it's so, so it's not that way. So at times, our own idea of morality is just our perception. But what I'm saying to you is let the Holy Spirit experience God's presence and the Holy Spirit will start to tell you and teach you how to behave, how to grow in Him. In the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the presence of God, Isaiah realized, I'm a man of unclean lips. What does that mean? I'm a gossiper. I'm a liar. 
Oh, what I said put the other person in trouble. On clean lips. And do you know, on clean lips is not just the lip. It has to come from where? Why? Because it has to come from the heart, right? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So until you think it, it doesn't come out of your mouth. Actually, what you speak out of your mouth is a, is a what? Is a reflection of your heart. And then you go, no, I didn't mean it. No, you actually did. <laughs> now you see that he's about to put it in trouble and you quickly went, I didn't mean it. But you've always thought about it. I thought you were a big head. I said, no, I'm just joking. No, I actually thought. <laughs> you understand? It's, I, didn't, I didn't mean it. But you thought about it. You probably thought about it as a joke. And then before it gets you in trouble, you just go, ah, I didn't mean it. I was joking, you know. But the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit reveals the things that need to be changed inside of you. And I'm not sure what the Holy Spirit is working on in you tonight. I'm not sure what he's working on. But I do know that he's doing something. And all you need to do is just to expose yourself to the Holy Spirit. Expose yourself to his presence. And there's a way to start the fire. There's a way to start the fire. Revelation chapter 7 verse 12. Amen. Amen. Blessing, glory, and honor, and power, and wisdom, and might belongs to our God forever and ever. You see, when you continue to confess his wisdom, his blessing, and honor, the Holy Spirit will come and reside in you. Start it off that way. Say, but how do I know? You just start it. You just start it. I heard a story a long time ago. You know, this man of God, I love him and I respect him a lot. He said, this, this man of God, you know, he said he wanted to try something. For one, you know, he started it off, you know, 24 hours. And all he used to say was, you know, Jesus. He just kept saying Jesus under his breath. Anytime he remembers, he just said Jesus. Jesus. You know, he could add a few things to it and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. But he just kept mentioning the name of Jesus. And every time he just goes in the name of Jesus. Then he went from one day into three days. He just kept saying Jesus. Jesus. Everything he did, he just mentioned the name of Jesus. And he mentioned it under his breath. You know, he's doing whatever in the bathroom, whatever. He just kept mentioning the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everything he said was about Jesus. Three days went into five days. Went into one month. He kept saying it in the name of Jesus. And you know what? He stood like this as I'm preaching to you right now. And, and while he was preaching at church, in a midweek service, it was a Wednesday service that he was preaching. And all of a sudden, he was saying the name of Jesus and he was still preaching. And somehow his eyes were closed while he was still preaching. He started hearing noises. People running to the doors. People running out to the door. And then... He opened his eyes to see what was going on. And as he opened his eyes, he realized that he was elevated. And right there, fear almost settled into him and he fell. Now, as he was preaching and saying the name of Jesus, he was being lifted. He was being lifted. And as he was being lifted, people got scared. What is going on? And they started running out the door. And because he wasn't used to that experience yet, he got freaked out too and, and fell. You see, 
you can so inundate yourself with God's word and with the name of the Lord that your life, your physical life will be affected. To be affected. Just through that, he said, woe is me because I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell with people. See, I live among people of unclean lips. In other words, me and my friends, we are the same. Your friends are talking. But you know it's wrong. Well, they're my friends. And then you join them. And from one word to another. Then all of a sudden, what you have said is setting fire in another person's camp. Say, I'm a man of unclean lips. Who live among people of unclean lips? And my eyes, see, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Are you still here? That guy was completely done. He said in the King James Version, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. In other words, I'm turned inside out. Completely exposed. Completely exposed. All the tricks and, and secrets that you thought you had. It's all placed before you and you can see through it and go, oh, Is that me? Is that me? You know, at times we see ourselves in actually the mirror of life. You'd be surprised who you are. Get out, at some point, get out the notes that you wrote five, ten years ago. Your journal that you've been keeping five, ten years ago. And read through it again yourself. And you'd be surprised at the kind of things that you've kept and recorded against other people. Go, oh, oh, I wrote this, oh. And you never give your journal. How many of you can give your journal to someone else to read? If it wasn't a secret, why would you keep it? Amen. Amen. Mm. So my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And I, I, that's what I want you to take home tonight. Get yourself to the point where you can behold the King. Behold the King. And all you've got to say is, first and foremost... Form a community of worshippers. Are you still here? Form a community of worshippers. And, you know, text message, Facebook, whatever. You know, when you meet with others, you know, tell them of how faithful the Lord is. He's amazing. He's great. He's holy. He's mighty. He's good. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Oh, say it with me. His mercy endures forever. It, it endures forever. It endures forever. And don't stop giving testimonies of what God has done. This year, we called it a year of what? Of fruitfulness and abundance. And I'm pretty sure there has been abundance in some areas of your life this year. I'm pretty sure. You see, I'm a recipient of God's, of God's abundance. I'm a recipient of it. I'm a recipient of it. Uh, today, I think about it and I'm going, God, thank you. God, thank you. You know, when you keep saying the same thing with your faith unwavering or unwavery, it will start to work for you. We've been saying it's a year of extra. It's a year of, you know, of, of fruitfulness and abundance. It's happened for me. It has happened. And I believe it for you. It's happening in our church. It's happening. It's happening. In Jesus' name.
Amen. 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 All right. Great. Can we stand on our feet? Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Say, and the seraphim said to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Thank God we're on earth and we are full of God's glory. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Your light is shining in our hearts. Your light is shining in our spirit. Father, we are revealing even your glory even more. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, God, because you are changing our lives like never before. You are causing us to see you even more, God. You are causing us to experience you much more. You much more. You know, God, it wouldn't take the death of King Uzziah for us to experience your glory. No, 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 no. It wouldn't take the death of something for us to experience your glory. Father, in our position, in our lives, even in our enjoyment and, and, and peace, we will continue to experience your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com, or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com, or on Facebook, The Transedge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The Transedge, a change is inevitable.